Hello and welcome. Thank you for reserving this hour with me. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and this is Story You Talk Radio, where I help you discover your voice about those stories that we live by, those love stories, those money stories, those family stories, and today, the story of your work life. Turns out, a lot of us have really fantasized about the idea that being an employee is not so hot, and being an entrepreneur is the way to go. There's some myths around this. There's some truths around this. There's all kinds of beliefs. So we're going to take a crack at these. I invite you to write in and send me your questions. You can always do that through Facebook Messenger. And I suggest you do it on my personal page, and that's Debbie Handrich. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. You could also contact me through email. And that's Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y, at CoachDebbie.com. You could contact me through my website, I suppose. Leave a comment, www.CoachDebbie.com. It's always spelled D-E-B-B-Y. You could even call us. And when you call, you will hear the wonderful voice of the engineer, Eric Ryder. Let's bring him on so you recognize that voice. How you doing, Eric? Hey, greetings. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Good to see you, Debbie. Thank you. You said there's all kinds of stuff going on in the news today. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, the redacted (laughs) version of the Mueller report was released today. So, you know, you got all sides of the political spectrum trying to read this 400-page document and then get it out there with what they think it means. So it's regardless of how you feel about politics, it is interesting because it is, you know, history in the making. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, let's be part of history today and talk to y'all about your work life. When you call in, you're going to hear that lovely voice of Eric, and you're going to call 1-888-298-5569. You got it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> hey, Debbie, can I ask you a question? Sure. You, you talked about uh, being an entrepreneur versus being an employee, and I know now you are an entrepreneur, full-time every day, day and night. Yeah, Uh Yeah, exactly. But I'm thinking most of us have had some experience as an employee. Did you have experience as an employee? I'm kind of curious about uh, the the jobs that you might have done before this gig. Oh, let me give you the list. So started as a lemonade girl. (laughs) That, That goes way back then. Yeah, that was my first entrepreneurial adventure at about age 11, uh, I found that out that you got to pay mom back for all those Kool-Aid lemonade things. But uh, that's, that's I think, my first job. I sold tickets at the Marymore Velodrome for bike racing when I was 16. Uh, moved into Ron Bailey School of Broadcasting. Worked uh, in, oh, what do you call that? Uh, taking surveys, data entry, did... Concierge was a waitress, worked in catering, worked for hair salons. I worked with some of the craziest and most fun people on the planet. And then for years and years, I was a tutor, writer, teacher at a college. So I spent about almost 30 years at a college. So I got to imagine now, uh, as an entrepreneur and a writer, when you uh, go to write things, you probably have a lot of uh, different experiences to kind of look back upon or maybe in, help inspire you uh, in your writing. It's true. It's yeah. true. And, and it can be such a gift to know you, you have so many experiences, and then it can be the curse. Which one do I focus on today? How do I get started? All of that good stuff. But you're right. I I have all kinds of experience. And I still, to this day, have nightmares that I'm back at the restaurant and I, you know, I forgot to wait on 
the president or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still there, hungry, waiting for his plate of spaghetti. So, uh, yeah, all kinds, all kinds of work experience. I, I left out that I've, I've worked in radio now for seven years, and, and that to me is just a blast. Nice. An absolute blast, as you know. So I know that our listeners have just a vast, vast variety of work experience. So we want to hear from you today. We want to know what's going on for you. Are you thinking that you're tired of being the employee and you're ready to be the entrepreneur? Or are you thinking this entrepreneur thing is challenging me? Or are you wanting advice in general? Again, get in touch with me. I would love to take your calls. I also want to tell you I've got some programs going on. www.coachdebbie.com is where you go to find out about those. My Mastermind is coming up on June 1st, and this is a wonderful place to get unstuck. And it doesn't really matter what you're stuck on. could be your job. could be your honey could be your child, could be finances. It, it doesn't really matter because when the mind gets stuck, the mind is stuck. It doesn't really matter what the topic is. So my mastermind is all about cultivating a relationship with your mind so that stuck is not where you're driving your day from. This takes some practice. It takes some guidance. It takes some trust from you. And if you care to, you can invest in some of the writing exercises I'll be putting forth, but you do not need to be a writer. You just need to be willing to make that change and wanting to transform your life. So this is not for the faint of heart. This is for the person who says, in the next 90 days, I really want to commit to my well-being. And if that's you, I invite you to go to my Connect page at www.coachdebbie.com or get in touch with me on Facebook. However way we connect, I will steer you in the right direction and find out if this is a great group for you. So let's start talking about this belief that it's so dang hard to be an employee and it's so fabulous to be an entrepreneur because you know what it could be true but there are some funny beliefs around this that just I don't know it just makes it all look so easy and it's really not it's not easy to be a, an employee and it's not easy to be an entrepreneur but you can bring simplicity to both. So let's just look at some of these beliefs for a minute. One belief about being an employee is that, you know, since you work with the company of people, you don't really get to pick who your colleagues and your employees are. So on one hand, yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't get to pick. But there's also this belief that goes a little deeper, which is you're living in some sort of abysmalness because you don't get to pick. So we're going to address that. What is it like when you don't get to pick the people you work with? And is it so much better to get to pick? Another belief centers around this idea that, well, if you're an employee, you might have a really fixed location, whereas if you're an entrepreneur, you can go anywhere, anywhere. You know, it sounds like that. It's kind of like that. But sometimes we paint the picture that employees are stuck in jail and entrepreneurs are all working in Costa Rica or something like that. And it, it's not quite that. So we're going to take a look at that belief. Uh, another belief is this idea that, you know, an employee can contribute, but it's really all about the company's dream, whereas 
the entrepreneur always leaves some wow, impactful legacy. You can leave a legacy if you're an employee. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And don't forget the money. The employee sometimes thinks my income will always be fixed and the entrepreneur is just stinking darn rich. Well, some of them are, you know, some of them are. Uh, May I meet more of them now to show me how they got that way? Some of them are. So does that mean the employee never acquires her wealth? I don't know about that. So we got to be careful what we believe. Because if we believe it, we can believe our way into being stuck. And this is why I offer a mastermind group, is because we never want to take on a belief that drives us to some place where we're just stuck. We want to take on beliefs that help us expand. And I just know that the workplace, it's, it's one of those topics where we easily get into our readiness, our stuckiness, our stickiness, our ickiness. So I'm going to be taking your calls. Once again, that's one 298 5569 For right now, I want to thank those of you who are informing me that you are listening live right now. So hello, Antonio. Antonio, so nice to have you live. Angela, Patty is back from last week. She says she got great advice. Thank you for coming back. I got Julie with me. Hello, Julie. Hello, Christine. Hannah, I see your name a lot, Hannah. Thank you for listening. There's Zach. Also, Carmen, very faithful. Thank you so much. Nadine from Everett. We have Paul and we have Annette from Sammamish. And just a shout out about Annette. I'm going to have Annette on the show next week. Annette, speaking of work and image and how you don't ever want to be stuck, Annette is one of two feng shui beauty image consultants here in the Pacific Northwest. There's two. She is one of them. And she is going to come to the radio station here in Factoria, Bellevue, Washington, and talk to us about our image and this idea that our image really starts on the inside, really starts with our claim of our identity and our excellence and how we project that outwardly. And it doesn't really matter if you're an employee or an entrepreneur. You want to have an image, and you want to have one you feel good about, and you want to understand that it is uniquely yours. It starts on the inside. So we will be welcoming Annette Bond next week at 4 o'clock. I've taken some of her workshops. I have benefited tremendously from doing one-on-one personal masterminds with her. You don't want to miss her. She's awesome. If you want a little preview, head on over to her website, www.annettebond, just like it sounds, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, Bond, B-O-N-D, jamesbond.com. She'll be with us next week. And it's just really important, all of you listening right now, to think about the idea that if you're feeling stuck as an employee or you're feeling challenged as an entrepreneur, your image could be showing it, and you don't want it to. You want to always be taking care of that identity. And one of the ways you can do that is to look at your beliefs. Are you filling your head up with some ideas that just might not be totally true? After the break, uh, we're going to talk more about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about some of the failures that entrepreneurs have. Some of these ideas around not really knowing who's who and making a buddy instead of a great business partner. We can talk about blaming the world for how 
things are going wrong with my business. It's all about the world. If I hadn't started my business during this political time, it'd all be different. We can talk about our emotional intelligence and how willing or not willing we are to keep the lines of communication open. And one thing that I've had to really learn the hard way is visibility. Do your people know how to find you? Do they know where to look for you? we got a lot to talk about in the next two segments. And I promise as we go along, I'll be offering you advice and giving you the opportunity to ask your questions. So I want to read off just the first question we're going to deal with today. This came through my email. If you subscribe to my newsletter, all you got to do is click reply and send your question. It's that easy. And likely you will be picked first for reading your question. This one comes from Christine. I'm going to read the question to you now. And then after the break, we're going to talk about the answer. She says, if I was to start a consulting group, how could I ensure my team would get along and work together? I have great ideas for a travel consulting company. So you think about that. What are your ideas for Christine? I'll tell you mine right after this break. Hey, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie. Thank you for joining me today. We are talking about going from the employee mindset to the entrepreneurial mindset. And what I mean by that is to really, really tap into that leadership that exists in all of us, whether we are the employee or the entrepreneur. I really want to emphasize this, that the way to be the best employee you can be and the way to be the best entrepreneur you know how to be is to always be the best leader you know how to be. Even if your job is not a leadership job, the idea is that you are leading yourself through the day. So with that in mind, I want to come back to Christine, who was asking this question right before the break. She says, if I was to start a consulting group, how could I ensure that my team would get along and work together. I have great ideas for a travel consulting group. So here's, uh, I'm just going to kind of break it to you, Christine. You can't. You can't ensure that it's all going to just work out. But what you can do is be the example of what it looks like. Be the example of one that really is committed to communication. I think that's an excellent place to start. Sounds like you know you love the travel business. Sounds like you know you want it to be a consulting group. Sounds like your fear, really, is just that people aren't going to get along. So do you have a little past with that? Maybe people have not gotten along so well where you worked before and your hope is to get far and away from that, I got to tell you, I can't blame you. But I can also say it's great to know that we can lead our way through the day with our best communication skills. 
And if you start this group, and if you take a gamble on some people and you bring them into your vision, sooner rather than later, you will come to understand if they are in agreement with your communication styles. And you'll be able to make those appropriate decisions on whether this is someone for your long-term team or if they were just with you for a season. So I want to really stress Entrepreneurs don't go into the business because they know they can ensure it'll all work. They do it because they're willing to take the risk. And they're willing to be the leader in their life and in their business. And really, if we're the employee or the CEO, that's a leadership mindset that any of us, any of us would benefit from. Okay, so that was uh, Christine from Texas, another subscriber to my newsletter. Thank you for writing in. If you would like to subscribe to my newsletter, that's where you get all the great deals. You can go to www.coachdebbie.com. And while you're over there, just click on subscribe to my radio show. And that way you can listen any time of day, day or night. You can download to your phone. You have all kinds of options. So let's just take a little look into a couple of these beliefs just quickly that sometimes people have around being an employee. One belief is, you know, I just... I have to work with the people I don't get to choose. Entrepreneurs, actually, entrepreneurs have to take what's available as well. So since all of us are working with the people that are available to do the work, I think the best thing we can do is show up and be our best self. Because nothing is going to make the day longer than not being our best self and feeling like we're stuck at a job or stuck being the boss managing this group. So really, how can you show up and develop relationship with those people, whether you chose them or not? How can you enlist your best self in your day so that you are possibly inviting people to do the same? If they can't, you know, they might have to stare at your back a little bit. But give it a shot instead of just deciding that the entrepreneur, you know, has its soul made in the shade and us employees, we're just stuck with ornery people. I want to, though, um, say that if you're being bullied at work and if, if you're watering it down by saying, I don't get to choose my people I really want to encourage you to state what is true. This is very important to our story, to state what's true. It's not as true that an entrepreneur gets to work with the best people and the employee doesn't. But it sometimes is true that the real message under that, the real story going on is that the employee is feeling a little pushed around or very pushed around. And in that situation, be the adult that you are and go and talk to the people that manage that. Don't, don't harbor that. Don't feel like you are in this all by yourself. Another belief I want to acknowledge is this idea that, you know, it's, it's so fixed where you can work if you're an employee, whereas the entrepreneur can go anywhere. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I, I live, what, one, two, I live three bus rides and one mile walk uphill from this radio station. And I don't have a car. And I, I can't just say, hey, Eric, will you pack it all up and bring it to my house? Uh, but the truth is, I don't really want to. I love coming here and the, the effort it takes to either taxi myself here or take the buses 
or visit with a friend first and taxi the rest of the way. However I get here, it's always worth it. Why? Because I want to be here. So I think that's the important thing, is as we choose work that we want to do, it matters less where it is and matters a lot that we feel like we had some choice in where we're working. Uh, if you're, I remember this one day, I, I needed to talk to, <laughs> I needed to talk to the man that ran the security office in, at the college. And it, it never occurred to me, you know, where's, I know where the security office is, I know where the staff is, but where's the guy? that runs the show when you've when you've got a real real big problem who do you go to oh my goodness he, his office was down around the corner back through the alley down the set of stairs through the boiler room it was far and away i mean talk about security he knew how to have the most secure place on the campus none of us knew where he was but I got to tell you, the environment that he sat in, abysmal, absolutely abysmal. I would have lasted one minute there. Yet who greeted me? A smiling, happy, joyous man. Why? Because of his attitude. Because that's where he chooses to be. And he happened to be very, very good at his job. So attitude can really turn around these beliefs. And remember, these beliefs, they're really shaping our stories. If we stay too long with our beliefs, we start to live in a story that it just might not be true and it just might not be serving us. Let's take another question. I want to talk, who was it, Paul? It's Paul. Paul wrote in and says, my boss does not respect me, and I want to quit every day. My boss is a woman, but I don't think this matters. It's just that she treats me like I'm dumb, and it happens every day. This actually came in about, I, I looked at the timestamp of when I sent out my newsletter and the amount of time. It, it was less than half an hour when I got this reply. So, Paul, I want to thank you. I'm thinking this is really eating at you, this idea that you're being treated like you're dumb. My big warning to you is to make sure you don't believe that you're dumb. Because that, that's sometimes where our story goes. If I'm treated this way, a little tiny part of our being starts to believe being an employee means I might have to put up with being treated like I'm dumb. You don't have to put up with that. But you're going to have to find ways, again, to claim your leadership in you as the employee because what i'm hearing is that that's the framework she's the boss you don't feel respected you want to leave every day and you're feeling dumb i also want to say paul this is one of the most direct emails i've ever gotten (laughs) i don't know where you work i don't know who you work for i don't know what you do but i know where you're stuck you're stuck in this idea that You have to tolerate this. And I'm here to tell you, stop tolerating it right now. And stop by stepping into your leadership. How do you step into your leadership? Well, you might tell her exactly what you told me, which is, I don't want to feel dumb every day. And you need to know I do when you say X and Y and Z. That might be just one way to step into your leadership. If that feels too scary, you might actually offer something up that you know, regardless of how you feel about it, that you know she is aligned with. The reason? 
because leaders align. Leaders align with others. So if you begin a conversation about something that you know she is aligned with, do you know what happens in her brain? She sees you as one of her people. She doesn't see you as someone she disrespects. And in that moment, Paul, you claim that this is a moment. You, you allow yourself to feel, I have led myself into this moment of the opposite of what you've been experiencing, and that is disrespect. You are now being respected because you are aligning with something in her. And no matter how much you disagree with someone, you can always find something you align with, even if it's something as silly as how nice the weather is. I'm not kidding. Sometimes we have to go there and work our way up. Thank you, Paul, for your question. I don't mean to belittle in any way, shape, or form what you're going through because to want to leave every day that's big. But to get stuck in the story that you are being disrespected, that's worse. You don't have to stay there. But I really want you to think about how you can call on that leader inside of you so that you're not stuck there. One way that I really disempowered myself over and over again, and, and Eric had asked me as the show began about my jobs. I was a waitress. I was a concierge. I was a tutor. I was a teacher. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I had a lemonade stand. One of the ways I disempowered myself, especially as I worked my way up in status, is that I thought I had to work harder. I thought the more status I had, the harder I've got to work. The more I've got to throw myself into it. There was a time in my life where it, it was just the norm that I put in 70-hour weeks. So I was not a happy girl. I wasn't even a nice girl. I wasn't a, um, I wasn't a stable person either. And this is how I found out. <laughs> Here's a moment of absolute vulnerability. Get ready. This is how I found out. A student wrote a story about me. And she read it to the class. Now, I don't think she was trying to set herself up to fail my class. And the good news is she didn't. But what she did was she pulled the wool off of me. And she really helped me get in front of the mirror that I wasn't looking in, she helped me see that not only was I not enjoying myself at work, but that it showed. It really showed. And I stepped into leadership to find my way out of that. And how did I do that? I threw myself at the feet of my dean and said, I was mortified today when my student Jessica read this story about how she, she being Jessica, the student, had no idea how she was doing in my class. There was this rule in class that when you write your stories, you cannot write them about anyone in the class because they're liable to take it personally. So the fact that she wrote the story about me says she was willing to take a huge risk. The only person giving out grades was me, right? I could have been one of those teachers that just slapped an F on that and we walked away and never talked about it again. But the good news is that I really wanted to be brought to my knees. I really wanted to see things differently and she did it. She helped me see it was noticeable. I was not happy. Why wasn't I happy? Because I was working so darn hard. Are you in that situation? Are you just working harder and harder, longer and longer, more and more overtime? Think about that. Is it serving you? 
Is it bringing out your inner leader? We're going to talk more about this when we come back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We believe that every baby deserves the best possible start. Unfortunately, not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. By participating in March for Babies, you're joining a community that can solve even the toughest problems because together we fight for the health of all moms and babies. And that makes the future brighter for us all. Sign up today at marchforbabies.org. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie. I am based in Seattle, Washington. I am a writing coach. And I am here to help you get in touch with your stories, these stories we live by. And today, we're really talking about the stories and the beliefs around working, this idea that the employee The employee doesn't have much choice, and the entrepreneur has so much choice. And I want to just ensure that you understand all of us can be leaders. Whether we are an employee or an entrepreneur, all of us can work with our leadership mindset. Before I go on, I want to introduce my sponsor to you. She is a local dietitian, and her product is called Just Better. One question she offers is, are your gut bugs making you fat? Oh, my goodness. Are your gut bugs making you fat? She offers a prebiotic for your gut health, and you can find her product on Amazon. It is called Just Better. And this is created by Kristen Hirano, and she is here in Mercer Island, Washington. Check her out, Just Better Prebiotics. If your story is that you are working really, 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 really hard, then you might want to start thinking about how you can lead your way out of this. I want to take Julie's question here. Julie says, at my work, I feel like I must do it all. I am the one that really understands the filing system. I would never aspire to be an entrepreneur, yet I am the one that works so hard. I don't really have good relationships with my coworkers and I have been accused of not being the very best communicator, but still, part of the problem is that they're just not willing to work that hard. What do you say I do? Okay, Julie. Julie, I relate to you because of that story I was telling you where I was working 70 hours a week and... I know a lot of the other listeners are relating to you. This idea that we know the job well. Why do we need to talk to others about it? The thing is, is Julie, even in your email, I hear some resentment. And it's natural to resent others when it seems like it's all up to you. I've been a master at doing exactly that. So I really want to encourage you to come back to that leadership role at your job where you break up with what my coach calls dysfunctional independence. And it's basically just that idea that I got to do it all. I got to do it all because I do it better than anyone else here. So I best do it all. Try and see what it's like to break up with the thought and then put yourself in that leadership position. And maybe if it's appropriate to your job, do a little delegating. If it's appropriate to your job, ask for a hand. 
if it's appropriate to your job, ask others, how might you guys like to do this a little differently? I'm finding that I'm doing a lot of it. What do you say we have a conversation around it? Leaders do this. Leaders incorporate everyone's opinion and everyone's talents. Leaders don't try and do it all. And I know that this comes back to the belief that the entrepreneur is making an endless amount of money, working wherever they want, picking all of their employees because all of the choices are up to them and they do it all. But I just really want to suggest that the leaders that follow, I'm sorry, the entrepreneurs that follow that, Julie, they're not necessarily the most successful ones. So that mindset, it, it can fall on an employee or it can fall on an entrepreneur, this idea that I must do it all. But just speaking from my own experience, I just want to share with you, there is a way out and it is through communication. It's through stepping into that leadership mindset where you right away claim that by talking to these people, it could start to get better right now. They just might want to talk about it. They just might have an idea of how you don't have to work quite as hard. Julie, it takes guts to write in and share a question like that. Same with Paul. It takes guts to say, I feel disrespected. So I want to thank you today. Also, Christine in Texas it takes guts to talk about the idea of starting something new. So thank you for sending in your questions. Just a little sip of water there. And I want to give you some, just some takeaways today because I want you to know that I love being an entrepreneur. But I had to face that a lot of these beliefs that I'm sharing with you, they were my beliefs. I really believe that I would have an endless amount of earnings, that I would definitely leave this huge legacy, that I would be able to pick and choose anywhere I wanted to work. Um, really talking about location when I say that. And that, you know, just this lineup of beautiful angels would want to come to work for me. That was my thinking in my 20s when I first decided to step into a consulting business and be the leader, be the entrepreneur. I loved it. It lasted a whole, mm, Antonio's listening, I bet you remember. Did it last a whole six months? I'm not sure. All those beliefs came tumbling down, mostly because I just was really innocent and really ignorant about what it meant to be a leader. No one is really born being an entrepreneur, but whether we're an employee or an entrepreneur, we need to be in our leadership power if we really intend to enjoy the work we do to the fullest. So I want to leave you with a little bit of advice that I've read and that I've experienced. One thing right out of Forbes magazine is this idea that you want to choose value over the idea of choosing more. How can you bring value to your day as opposed to doing more and more and more and more things, having more and more and more and more on offer, putting in more and more and more and more hours, answering to more and more and more and more duties? How can you actually step into the idea that a leader brings value? 
not necessarily more stuff and more time. That's something that I've written in lipstick on my mirror at times to just help me stay straight, that my good work week is not the one that involves 70 hours of pulling my hair out, but it involves however many hours I have truly, which is usually more like 30 or 35, to bring the most value to my week. Another idea that was offered to me by my coach, Robert Holden, and I'm only starting to really feel this idea now, is the idea of instead of being inspired by adrenaline, be inspired by your wisdom. Let your wisdom of how you came through a task, how you came through a job, how you came through relating to co-works, co-workers, let that, let that wisdom be your inspiration more than that quick adrenaline fix you might get that something went well today. And I don't mean stop celebrating. Always celebrate. But if you need a hit of adrenaline to keep going, If you need hits of adrenaline to show up the next day, you might be losing track of the value that you bring to your job. I want to encourage you to think about the fact that if you were like me and you had a lemonade stand on the corner of, I can almost, oh, are you listening, Mom? I need to channel you. The name of the streets were... Avenida Magnifica, and it meant Caminito Aguilar. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I pulled that back. Okay, so when I was 10 years old, that was the corner that I had my lemonade stand on. Clearly, San Diego, California. And I had wisdom from that job. One piece of wisdom was to realize all those little packets of lemonade that mom gave me, uh, that, that was not just for my profit. I had to pay her for those. <laughs> and I remember she allowed me to have the grace of selling a good bit of lemonade before she put out the palm of her hand and asked for her cut. So that wisdom that came out of the idea that, no, Not everything here is free. There is a certain exchange. There is value here. And even going back to that first job, I can remember there were days when it was really hot outside. And I thought, I'm never doing this lemonade stand again. Well, you know what? My wisdom told me later, much later, you can't quit just because you're feeling the heat. You can't. But you might want to cut yourself a break. You might want to find out, how can I get a break? In that situation, you might want to pour down some of that lemonade, right, to cool yourself off, to get a break from the heat. But if every time you feel the heat, you're ready to quit, just not going to make it. And that wisdom goes back to being a 10-year-old on a 90-degree day thinking, I'm going to make some money today. And then standing under that sun going, I'm never doing this again. Right? It all comes back. Another little bit of advice I want to give to you is to think about the idea that the results you offer in your work it tends to be more valuable to people than the effort you put into it. Now, keep in mind, I am a teacher and I have given out, oh gosh, maybe hundreds of thousands. (laughs) I shudder to think how many A's for effort I gave out. But I'll tell you this, I had to learn early on that part of the class is for participating, i.e. effort, 
And a lot of the percentage of a grade is around your results, i.e. what you're learning and how you're performing. Now, I didn't really want it to be that way. I wanted to be the, the soft teacher that everyone liked and talked about and knew all you got to do is give it a little effort and Miss Handridge will give you an A. But those aren't the students that go on and find their leadership qualities. The students that go on and step into leadership had to understand what it means to deliver results, to write a good essay, to practice what we're learning in class. Effort counts, but I got to tell you, those results, that's what your people want. Your boss wants it. Your client wants it. They want results. I really hope I've given you something to go with here because it is easy to think if you're not running your own company that you're stuck in some job. And I want to tell you, you can be stuck if you buy into the beliefs that you are and that the entrepreneur always has it better. You can also be stuck if you're the entrepreneur that believes you've got it made now because you've just decided to leave the job. But what I want to tell you is when you take that leap from thinking like an employee to thinking like an entrepreneur, what you're really doing is you're taking the leap into being your own leader. You don't have to quit the job to be a leader. You don't want to quit the job to be a leader. I hope this has proved to help you Come back next week. We're going to talk with image consultant Annette Bond. I am your host, Coach Debbie. Until next week, namaste, my friends. <laughs>